stepping up from paper F9 to paper P4. Paper P4 is the advanced financial management paper at the professional level. It follows on from paper F9 at the fundamentals level. As throughout the ACCA syllabus, the fundamentals paper covers the main technical areas that all accountants are required to master, whereas the professional paper builds on that knowledge and explores advanced skills and techniques. In particular, paper P4 expects candidates to have more depth of knowledge and better analytical skills, and to be able to exercise greater professional judgment than at paper F9. Hence, instead of being asked to value a bond, a potential paper F9 question, candidates will need to be able to recognize the need to calculate a bond value given the scenario. For instance, candidates may be required to evaluate the potential gain to the shareholders of a target company of various offers from a predator company. If one of these offers includes bonds, then the value of the bonds will need to be calculated, unless, of course, it is given in the question. Another key distinction between paper F9 and paper P4 is that in general the scenarios that candidates will be faced with will refer to larger, more complex and more international organisations. A calculative example of this is the need to be able to appraise projects carried out overseas, whereas a discursive example is the need to be able to discuss the role of key international organisations such as the International Monetary Fund. What is the key knowledge I need to bring forward from paper F9 and how must I develop my knowledge for paper P4? In this section, I will consider each of the key topics within paper F9 and give some thoughts on what remains crucial and how it is developed further in paper P4. Given the constraints of this podcast, please do not consider this list to be exhaustive. The Financial Management Function This topic comprises knowledge that must be retained and developed, as it will often help candidates generate relevant points in discursive questions. Candidates should remember that the overarching aim of their recommendations and decisions should be to add value to a business. In particular, candidates should recognise the responsibility financial managers have to all stakeholders when they take decisions. Hence, Decisions should be taken with due regard to ethical, environmental and stakeholder concerns, and hence the potential impact on the reputation of the business. Additionally, the strategic impact of financial management decisions and modern developments in financial management become important in Paper P4. The Financial Management Environment This topic also comprises knowledge that must be retained and developed. Financial managers must understand the environment in which they work if they are to take suitable decisions. At paper P4, an up-to-date understanding of the macroeconomic environment and the operation of those financial institutions that govern trade and the operation of the global financial markets is essential. Working Capital Management At paper P4, it is unlikely that there will be questions regarding the detail of how each element of working capital could be managed. However, candidates should remember the key questions regarding how much should be invested in working capital, the profitability-liquidity trade-off, and how the working capital investment could be funded. 
Equally, the ability to calculate the relevant working capital ratios and the operating cycle and discuss their significance should be retained. Investment appraisal This topic remains core. Out of the investment appraisal methods learned at paper F9, the discounted cash flow methods, and in particular net present value, are the most important. Key new techniques in paper P4 include modified internal rate of return, the adjusted present value approach, and the ability to calculate the NPV for an overseas project. Additionally, students should also be able to understand the use of value at risk and how linear programming can be used to solve a multi-period capital rationing problem. However, actually solving the linear programming problem is beyond the syllabus. Business finance, including the cost of capital. With regard to business finance, the knowledge developed at paper F9 needs to be retained and developed. However, as previously mentioned, the focus in paper P4 will be on larger, more complex and more international businesses. Hence, a past exam question asked students to consider the ability of a company to pay its desired dividend, given that the profits were being earned in a number of different countries with different tax rates, and that transfer prices were being charged between some of those divisions. Additionally, students need to understand and discuss how an acquisition could be financed. With regard to the cost of capital, the key knowledge to be brought forward is the capital asset pricing model, including de-gearing and re-gearing, and the calculation of a weighted average cost of capital. The detailed calculations for calculating the cost of debt are rarely used in paper P4. Instead, candidates need to be able to calculate a cost of debt using credit spreads expressed in basis points. Paper P4 also requires candidates to be able to use the Miller and Modigliani Proposition 2 with tax formula to de-gear and re-gear a cost of equity. De-gearing and re-gearing in order to calculate a suitable cost of equity for the given scenario is an area which has been much examined in paper P4. Hence, it is an area well worth mastering. Business valuations While everything from paper F9 remains examinable, the key valuation methods to remember are the free cash flow and price earnings methods. Furthermore, the ability to forecast growth using past growth or Gordon's growth approximation remains important as growth is a key driver of value. This knowledge is then used in paper P4 when considering mergers and acquisitions and corporate reconstructions. Additionally, candidates should be able to value intangible assets, although as yet this has not been examined to any great extent. With regard to mergers and acquisitions, candidates at paper P4 should be able to distinguish between the different acquisition types and carry out appropriate valuations, and evaluate bids being made for a company from the point of view of the various interested parties. Equally, candidates need to be able to discuss the rationale for such transactions and the actions a company could take to defend itself against a takeover bid. With regard to corporate reconstructions, candidates at Paper P4 need to be able to understand and discuss the potential causes of financial distress and failure and how the risk of failure can be evaluated. 
The basic process that is likely to be used in any reconstruction should be understood, as this will help candidates better understand the scenario of a question and what they are required to do in the question. Candidates should understand the various types of business reorganization, such as de-mergers, and discuss and evaluate a potential management buyout. De-mergers have arisen in a couple of recent exams, and there is a common misconception that de-merged companies are still controlled by the same senior management, which is simply not the case. Risk management In paper F9, the focus is on foreign exchange risk and interest rate risk. While these remain important in paper P4, candidates should learn to think about risk more broadly and be able to identify a great variety of risks from a scenario and suggest ways in which they could be managed and mitigated. With regard to foreign exchange risk, candidates must remember what they learned at paper F9. A past exam question in paper P4 required candidates to consider the various types of foreign exchange risk that exist, which is very much a paper F9 topic. Additionally, a key skill that candidates must bring forward from paper F9 or relearn is the ability to successfully convert from one currency to another, as candidates without this skill will always struggle to score well on a calculative foreign exchange risk question. Having been briefly introduced to futures, options and swaps at paper F9, candidates for paper P4 need to learn how to carry out the necessary calculations for these instruments. This is a tricky but commonly examined area. The situation with interest rate risk is similar. As well as remembering their knowledge from paper F9, candidates for paper P4 must also learn the detailed calculations required for futures, options, collars and swaps. The Black-Scholes Option Pricing Model The Black-Scholes Option Pricing Model is a key new skill that has to be mastered for paper P4. Candidates must ensure that they can use the formula to confidently and accurately value an option. Furthermore, candidates must understand the various determinants of option value and the various sensitivities, such as Delta and the other Greeks. Indeed, candidates also need to be able to use Delta to set up suitable hedging strategies. The use of the Black-Scholes option pricing model to value real options also needs to be understood. The Black-Scholes option pricing model can arise in a multitude of questions. A question could require the valuation of a financial or real option, followed by related discussion and analysis. Equally, a project could have an embedded real option, which needs to be valued in addition to carrying out the usual project appraisal. Additionally, candidates should be able to discuss other uses of the model, such as how it can be used to value the equity of a company. How to study paper P4 Initially, candidates for paper P4 must ensure that they remember or revise the key knowledge from paper F9 as well as studying the new topics and techniques required for paper P4. While doing this, candidates must make sure that they become confident with all the formulae given in the formula sheet provided. Any formula provided is likely to be of importance but candidates very often seem unable or unsure how to use them. Equally, candidates must make sure that they can use their calculator quickly and confidently and get correct answers to their calculations.
It is not uncommon for students to show a formula with all the correct inputs, but calculate an incorrect answer. Candidates should not spend excessive amounts of time studying the necessary topics, as you will pass paper P4 by applying your knowledge to the questions set, not by rote learning. Hence, as soon as possible, candidates should be working past exam questions, as this is how the application skills are learnt. Initially, this is difficult as many questions, especially those in Section A, will require knowledge from a number of topic areas. However, candidates must persevere, as it is by doing questions that they will pass the exam. Initially, when working questions, candidates may find that they need to refer to their notes or textbooks, or even have a very brief look at the answer to get them moving in the right direction. However, Candidates must learn to tackle the question themselves and must avoid becoming expert at auditing the examiner's answer. I have never seen an exam question where candidates are given the answer and asked to check it. When working questions, candidates should train themselves to use rounding in their calculations, as this saves time. A candidate who answers all the questions, but whose answers are more rounded than the printed answers, is much more likely to pass than a candidate who provides more detailed answers to only a few questions. Equally, using rounding keeps the numbers small, and hence, silly calculation errors are less likely to arise. Furthermore, candidates should learn to give some sort of brief explanation of their calculations where necessary. All too often, markers are faced with large calculations which have inevitably strayed from the model answer, and hence are incorrect. If there is no explanation as to what the candidate was trying to do or thought the answer was showing, it is very hard for credit to be given. If there is a bit of explanation, then, so long as sound financial management techniques have been used, credit can be given to such answers. With regard to the discursive elements of questions, candidates must train themselves to write brief, concise points in short sentences. Candidates should aim to make as many different points as the marks available. Equally, there will always be more credit given to points which relate to the scenario and which truly add value. Indeed, a list of points not related to the scenario is unlikely to earn enough marks to pass. There is no point repeating the same point or explaining it in huge depth. Showing you have breadth of knowledge is crucial. Within the exam, there will be four professional marks available. Typically, the Section A question requires you to draft a report. Candidates must make sure that they learn how to earn these marks, as they could easily make the difference between a pass and a fail. Assuming a report is required, then candidates should make sure that they do the following. 1. Show the bulk of the necessary calculations in an appendix. Very often you need to do the calculations before writing the report. Hence, the examiner is quite happy that the appendix comes first as he understands the constraints of the answer booklet you are provided with. 2. Start the report on a new page, as this looks professional and means that you will have some spare space in your appendix should you suddenly decide you need an additional calculation. 3. Show a brief but good report rubric showing who the report is to and from, the date and the subject. 4. Start with a brief introduction. Keep it short as your marker knows what the report is about.
5. Structure your answer. Use subheadings, which indicate which requirement you are currently dealing with, and keep your sentences and paragraphs short and easy to read. Don't let yourself ramble. 6. Leave blank lines between your paragraphs, as it looks and is much more professional and is easier for your marker to read. 7. Finish with a brief conclusion. 8. Keep your writing as neat as possible. As your skills develop, you should aim to start working questions to time. If you always give yourself the luxury of additional time before the exam, you will not be able to complete the exam in the time required. By working questions in this way, candidates will not only learn how to apply their knowledge, but will also learn the nature of their examiner and what he is looking for. Indeed, students must learn to read the questions carefully. Especially when a question is dealing with a tricky area, the scenario and requirement often provide a significant amount of information as to how the question should be answered. I would also recommend that candidates read a couple of past examiner's reports and the examiner's approach article in the examiner's guidance section of the paper P4 pages on the ACCA website. By doing this, you will learn more about what the examiner is looking for and what he likes and does not like. At the same time as learning the necessary topics and working questions, candidates should be reading around the subject using the financial press and the technical articles shown on the paper P4 pages on the ACCA website. Taking an interest in the subject can pay real dividends in the exam. As a candidate who has been reading about real-world mergers and acquisitions is in a far better position to understand the scenario set in a mergers and acquisitions question and will also be far more able to come up with ideas relevant to the scenario. As the exam approaches, candidates should avoid question spotting. The examiner is keen that candidates do not pass when they have only mastered a few selected topics and sets the paper accordingly. Finally, prior to going into the exam, candidates should decide their exam technique. How will they use the reading and planning time? What order will they attempt the questions in? I believe exam technique is very individual and candidates should decide what will suit them best, given their nature, and based on their past experience. I would, however, advise against leaving the Section A question until last, as achieving a reasonable mark in this question is so fundamental to achieving a pass. What to do in the Paper P4 exam? In the Paper P4 exam, students should do the following. 1. Avoid panic. I often think that candidates who fail when they have the knowledge to pass do so because they end up in a panic. While it may be hard to avoid, knowing your exam technique and sticking to it can help avoid panic. Additionally, remember that while the exam is designed to test you and the scenario may be very different to anything you have tackled before, the solution must use the tools that you have learned. 2. Read and think carefully about a question before starting it. Too often, candidates seem to waste valuable time making a false start on one or more questions. 3. Don't give up. In calculation questions, there are always easy marks available, and if you give up, you will miss out on them. For instance, in a net present value question, 
Make sure you get the marks for discounting the net cash flows and adding them up and making the basic conclusion as to whether or not the project seems acceptable. If necessary, make assumptions. If you need to calculate a weighted average cost of capital, but cannot see how to calculate the cost of equity, you should simply assume a sensible number. While you will have lost some marks, you can at least continue with the question. In discursive questions, even if the situation is something you have never thought about before, try to think what you could say that would be useful or would add value. 4. Maintain good structure. Keep your answers as neat as possible and keep your sentences and paragraphs short and meaningful. 5. Timings. Make sure you allocate sufficient time to each question. As soon as you do not have a fair attempt at three questions, your chances of passing start declining rapidly. 6. Rounding. Use rounding to keep your calculations simple and save time. Equally save time by not writing out formulae unless you really need to. You win the mark by using the formulae. 7. Professional marks. Make sure you get as many of them as possible. Conclusion Unfortunately, paper P4 earned the reputation of being a very hard paper to pass. While it remains a testing paper, a candidate who prepares well and tackles the exam in a sensible fashion should be able to pass. Candidates should try and be confident and treat the exam as their chance to show off the knowledge and skills they have acquired.